Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to today's episode. I am so glad you're joining me. Today's episode is going to be all about the magnificent immune system that each of us have, as well as our pets. So we're going to take a deeper dive into what the immune system is, how it works, what compromises the immune system, and what balances and strengthens the immune system. So if we take a look at Webster's definition of the immune system, It states, the bodily system that protects the body from foreign substances, cells, tissues, by producing the immune response, and that includes especially the thymus, spleen, lymph nodes, special deposits of lymphoid tissue, as in the gastrointestinal tract and bone marrow, microphages, lymphocytes, including B cells, T cells, and antibodies. So that is a very scientific definition. And so we're going to break it down into uh, making it a little bit easier to understand. So there are two parts of the immune system. Th1 lymphocytes react after there is an infection, and that is what's called cellular immunity. Th2 lymphocytes produce antibodies that go into action even earlier, attempting to block the cellular invasion in the first place, which is humoral immunity, which is our blood and lymph. The mucosal immune system works like your body's battalion, working to protect mucous membranes, including nasal passages and the intestinal lining. This is your body's first line of defense that fights other potential entry points for pathogens. The immune system protects the body in three ways. Number one, it creates barriers through mucosal lining. And number two, if the germ enters the body, the immune system gets busy ridding itself of it. And number three, the immune system continues to work against the viruses that it has. For example, when a dog gets kennel cough, it is a virus that does not necessitate antibiotics. It's nothing more than a cold. And it's the body's way of ridding itself of any morbid matter. Bacteria and viruses do not want to invade a healthy body with a strong immune system. Everything our animals experience in a day affects their immune balance like diet, environmental toxins, stress, exercise, play. All of these play a very important role in whether our pets get sick, stay sick, are healthy, and fight disease. So let's take a little bit closer look at a few of these. If we look at diet, when a dog or cat is fed processed dry food day in and day out, it can wreak havoc on the immune system and the gut, causing bad bacteria to outweigh good bacteria. When bad bacteria overruns good bacteria, yeast overgrowth is possible, which begins a cascade of issues including itchy skin, allergy symptoms, gunky ears, and hot spots, just to name a few. 80% of the immune system is housed in the gut. There is a definite correlation between the strength of the immune system and friendly microbes in the gut. When nutrition is off, it is similar to adding the wrong fuel in a car. For example, if you put diesel fuel into a car requiring unleaded fuel, the car would not run properly. Proper fuel in equals proper fuel out. Toxin load. 
There are so many toxins that our pets are exposed to regularly that can weaken the immune system. Some of them include vaccinations, heartworm meds, flea and tick meds, medications, including antibiotics and steroids. So let's start with taking a deeper look into how vaccinations weaken the immune system. 80% of disease in our dogs occur within three months of vaccinating. This was a quote by Dr. Chris Day, who is a veterinarian in the UK. Dr. D. Blanco, DVM, has stated, you take healthy animals and often very quickly after you vaccinate, you can see simple things like itching of the skin or excessive licking of the paws, sometimes with no eruptions. We see a lot of epilepsy, often after a rabies vaccination. Or dogs or cats can become aggressive for several days. Frequently, you'll see UTIs in cats, often within three months after their annual vaccinations. If you step back, open your mind and heart, you'll start to see patterns of illness post-vaccination. Host health is what determines immunology. Vaccines weaken the system. They do not strengthen it. Multiple vaccines given at the same time are particularly bad. Injections will bypass the immune system's body response until it annihilates the immune system and causes a failure. By Patricia Jordan, she says mercury should not be in any vaccines. And apparently we learned this back in 1935 and mercury still is in our vaccines. It's about the terrain, which is the host, the host terrain. Vaccines weaken the system. They do not strengthen it. The best vaccine against disease is optimal nutrition. The safest vaccine is the vaccine that is never used, and this is by James A. Sharon, National Institute of Health. Vaccines can trigger autoimmune disease. That's by Dr. Ronald Schultz. Leading, he's a leading immunologist out of the University of Wisconsin. Many things can trigger autoimmune disease. Vaccines, infections, drugs, chemicals, foods, environmental factors. Every illness is caused by autoimmune disease. Vaccines have totally weakened the strength and vitality of the vital force of every individual. The best animals are those that are fed raw and not vaccinated. And this was quoted by the Natural Rearing Breeders Association. Earlier, we talked a little bit about cellular immunity and humoral immunity. The problem with titer tests, which is a blood test to check the level of antibodies in, a, in an animal's blood, is that antibodies, which are measured by titers, are not the only way to measure immunity because immunity is stored in many places. For example, cellular immunity, and that is not one that can be tested. But immunity is everywhere. It's in every cell. It's on different areas of the bodies you can't access with titers. But titers are the only measurement we have, although imperfect. Vaccines do not equate immunity. They are meant to complement acquired immunity. Natural immunity is the very best way to get immunity. Vaccines are keeping our immune system switched on all the time. And by doing this, the body breaks down, which can lead to many chronic diseases. Moving on into some of the heartworm meds and flea and tick meds. In an article published in Dogs Naturally magazine, April 28, 2022, the risks of heartworm meds were highlighted. 
Heartworm meds are neurotoxins. They kill larvae by paralyzing them. So it's no wonder that they can also damage your dog. In the side effects below, you'll see they often include neurological problems like ataxia, tremors, convulsions, or seizures. And that's just in the short term. Nobody really knows the long-term risks of heartworm meds because they haven't tested the effects of giving them for several months every year for your dog's whole life. In an article published on NBCNews.com in September 20th, 2018, it was stated that pills or chews that protect dogs and cats against fleas can cause neurological problems such as stumbling or seizures, and pet owners need more warning, the Food and Drug Administration said. The FDA issued an alert to owners and veterinarians and said it was requiring clear labels on the products. The flea pills and chews all contain a pesticide called isoxylene, the FDA said. They include products sold under the brand names of Brevecto, Nexgard, Semperica, and Credelio. These brands are not the only ones associated with bad press. Jim Strickland, a reporter for a TV news station in Atlanta, WSB-TV2, has been following the story closely after he received reports from local dog owners about dogs who died following the administration of Trifexis. He was able to obtain both sets of Center for Veterinary Medicine and the Adverse Drug Event reports containing data as current as November 14, 2013, concerning Trifexis. If you look at the reports and do some addition, you will see that indeed there have been about 660 dog deaths reported to the CVM by owners and veterinarians who were concerned that a previous administration of Trifexis might have been involved or solely responsible. About 392 of those were listed as death and 259 were death by euthanasia. Medications, and we're just going to look specifically at antibiotics and steroids. Antibiotics can do a number on the immune system. Of course, there is a time and a place for antibiotics. However, they have become one of the most prescribed medications. When I was studying for my naturopath certification, there was a comparison that had a definite impact on me. It was a picture of a beautiful tropical rainforest full of diverse plants and many other thriving species. The next picture was of that same rainforest after it had been burned. It was just left with rubble, ashes, and dust. The description was your gut before and after antibiotics. There may not have been a fire in your gut. However, antibiotics do not distinguish between good and bad bacteria, therefore killing both. Since 80% of our immune system is housed in our gut, the use of antibiotics can definitely suppress the amazing immune system. Steroids are another medication that is prescribed very often. And again, as with antibiotics, there may be a time and a place where they may be needed, but it is important to know what the potential side effects are. The most common are increased thirst, increased urination, nervousness and agitation, increased appetite, aggression, secondary infections as a result of suppressing the immune system, since that is what steroids do, and then Cushing's disease after long-term use. Stress. Stress can significantly impact your pet's health, both physically and emotionally. Stress forces their body to release the hormone cortisol. Cortisol is great for fighting stress, but cortisol can weaken the immune system if your pet's stress levels are continually elevated. 
Some pets are more susceptible to anxiety, loud noises, crowds, traveling, etc. It is important to understand what factors cause stress for your dog and then do your best to reduce or avoid stressful situations. So what are some of the top ways that we can work to improve our pet's immune system? First of all, nutrition. Feeding species-appropriate nutrition is so important. For our carnivores, that is comprised of a fresh raw diet of raw meat, organ, and bone, or a lightly cooked food. If you are not able to feed your pet a fresh diet exclusively, some is better than none. There are studies that support by just feeding 20% of your pet's diet raw, fresh food, this can have a significant positive impact on their health. Feed our pets what their bodies are designed to eat to be strong and have a healthy immune system. Reduce the toxin load. When it comes to vaccinations, trust the immune system. Our bodies and our pets' bodies seek balance and are able to ward off viruses and bacteria. When we give our bodies the support it seeks with proper nutrition, along with following the natural laws of health, you build a strong immune system naturally. You do have the right to refuse any vaccine. And keep in mind, immunization is not vaccination. There is an alternative to obtaining immunity without vaccinations. If you would like to learn more about how to do this, go back and listen to the podcast that I recorded with Dr. Todd Cooney titled Vaccination versus Nosodes. Alternatives to heartworm meds and flea and tick meds. The best way to prevent a parasite problem is to strengthen your pet's immune system. In general, parasites are attracted to the weak, unhealthy, or very young whose immune system is not functioning properly. Instead of focusing on killing the flea, tick, or other parasites, focus on strengthening the immune system of your pet so that they are able to ward off the parasites naturally. If your pet does get fleas and ticks, use it as a sign that there may be some work to do on their immune system. Seek out more natural products to treat them. For example, things like cedar side, wonder side, buck mountain parasite dust, and the earth animal flea and tick protocol. These products are all safe and do not come with a host of side effects that conventional so-called preventatives do. Stress. If your pet is under stress, either due to a thunderstorm or similar, or they just seem to be anxious in general, reach for things like Rescue Remedy or other bot flowers and things like CBD oils and treats. The mental state is directly tied to the health of an animal, and we can support them through the use of more natural solutions. To learn more about bot flower remedies, which are designed to balance the emotional state, go back and listen to my podcast episode titled Calm My Pet with Bot Flowers. You will find so much information in this episode. Taking a more natural approach to medication. When your pet does get sick, seek out more natural solutions when possible. Of course, if you have an emergency requiring medical attention, please visit your vet. If your pet is experiencing milder, milder symptoms, there may be some alternatives to antibiotics or steroids available. To learn more about what to have on hand for minor emergencies, go back and listen to the two-part podcast episodes that I recorded with Dr. Todd Cooney titled Animal Emergencies Part 1 and Animal Emergencies Part 2. There are so many tips in there for what to stock your emergency kit with. You can also always reach out to us at Bark Avenue for support as well. I am going to end today's episode with one of my favorite quotes by Ralph Waldo Emerson regarding courage. Whatever you do, you need courage. Whatever course you decide upon, there is always someone to tell you that you're wrong.
There are always difficulties arising that tempt you to believe your critics are right. To map out a course of action and follow it to an end requires some of the same courage that a soldier needs. Thank you again so much for joining me today. And my hope is that you were able to take away some key points to help improve the immune system of your dogs and cats. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.